Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. The show with the host that is a pipe and tobacco snob, a coffee snob, and just an all-around snob. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Ooh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, and kicking off season 12. Well, all right, no, no seasons, but our 12th year of the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yeah, I did the math, and we completed 11 years, so now we're on to year number 12 with this show. And on this week's episode, uh, it's a bonus bonus-sized visit with uh, John David Cole and the news from the Country Squire, uh, and in that we talk, uh, you know, you'll, we get caught up on uh, fall weather, and uh, John David brought an interesting question to the uh, to the show, so he gets to, he, he kind of gets to take over, yeah. And then we'll have a music mailbag and a uh, rave at the end. All that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. And for uh, for all of us here in the uh, here in the northern hemisphere, well, the days are getting shorter, and it is the autumnal equinox coming up. So uh, if you if you really go back to the early days of the show, you'll remember me talking about autumn and uh, the vernal equinox and having two names. Yeah, still remember that. Still bothers me too, but I've gotten over it. Um, but yeah, it's perfect, absolutely perfect pipe smoking weather and uh, perfect time to be outside with your pipe. Uh, those of you in the southern hemisphere, you know, hey, days are getting longer, so time to get back outside, smoke your pipe out in public, be seen as a pipe smoker. Uh, remember, iTunes ratings, reviews, much appreciated. If you're on uh, Spotify, give us a five-star whatever, and uh, we greatly appreciate that. And uh, if you get a chance, uh, I've been out on uh, out on the social medias recently on uh, Peter Piper NYC and the Flat Cap Piper, and then again uh, on uh, Mike Murphy's Pipe and Tamper Instagram. So go out and watch those all Las Vegas International Pipe Show related. So let's get the show rolling. Everybody, sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents, to expanding their catalog each year with new, innovative series. Savinelli produces high-quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas, Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show for a bonus episode. Why for the bonus episode? Because, of course, we are celebrating the beginning of the 12th season. That's right, 12 seasons. 
Um, 573 shows. I lost track already. Sorry. But uh, joining me to celebrate that is somebody who I wanted to spend this time with is somebody who's, well, I'll be honest with you. Your podcast made it to 500 shows. So I just wanted you to see what it was like up in the rarefied <laughs> air of five. You wanted to spend it with someone that just couldn't quite get there. <laughs> right. So from the Country Squire and the Country Squire Online.com is our uh, a fan favorite, John David Cole. Welcome back. Oh, uh, dear friend Brian, thank you for having me, man. And congratulations on, um, man, start your 12th season. That's a big deal. Um, yeah. it's, you're, you're the only one that's, uh, that's pulled it off. And, um, and, and man, we, we are thankful for you. Uh, we really are. I, I, I will. I will come on your show and be your, uh, you know, your your sacrificial, you know, whipping boy or whatever for the next uh, thirty minutes. So you can make. So you can. Uh, you can definitely differentiate from your failed uh, former competition. But uh, man, no, I'm 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 tickled to be here. Thanks for having me, man. We we don't have competition. We have compatriots. That some of us just go longer than others. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, and and some are better than others, and some are taller and more handsome than others, and and yeah. uh, you know some some. Um, well, anyway, I'll I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and, and and some of us some of us are Jewish, and we're used to sacrificial lambs. Although that's right. <laughs> that's that's usually the other season. But um, yeah, well, let's talk about that because uh, uh, so at at the time we're recording this. I was actually able this morning to open up the windows to the house and let cool air in that did not have, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't steaming summer air anymore. It was fall. It felt like fall weather and, Gosh. and the, uh, and the equinox is coming up. So I thought, you know what, when, did, first of all, um, when does fall start in Jackson, Mississippi and, you know, what, what are kind of the things that make you think fall is here finally? Yeah. I, you know, fall doesn't, <laughs> you know, we can talk about dates, you know, but fall doesn't really, I don't know, man, we, we don't even really have much of a winter and or a <laughs> fall, you know, it's like, it just kind of goes from like hot to like semi hot and it, it's humid the whole time. So I, you know, we noticed like a little temperature change starting around probably, you know, late September, um, maybe early October, but at the same time we've had, you know, 85 degree Christmases, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it, it's just kind of all over the map, but, but we do think typically of fall as being kind of, you know, late September getting into October, really, you know, those, people that are really starting to get into football season, which is, you know, kind of our state religion down here in the <laughs> South, you know, it's yeah. right up, right up there with the Baptist church. You've got, uh, you know, SEC football or whatever. And, you know, so people are doing a lot of tailgating and, you know, barbecuing and things like that. And, um, and so we always think of fall as being during that time, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's always, uh, you know, even though it's still hot, it's, uh, it's refreshing. Yeah. But isn't the uh, isn't the state motto of Mississippi uh, win on Saturday, get saved on Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> if it's not, it probably should be. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's so, exactly right. I, so that's one of the things that you know, for me mentally, when I see football is back on, I think, all right, cold weather. But you know, I grew up in Los Angeles where there's no 
cold weather. I mean, there's two weeks of winter, yeah. two weeks of summer, and 48 weeks of the same day. Um, Except for 48 weeks of perfect. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, does your pipe smoking start to change when the, you know, when the humidity drops from 180% down to 90%? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, you know, it, it does oddly enough, you know, I, I seem to spend the summer months just smoking, um, you know, a lot of tobacco that, um, tends to be, um, minimally flavored and, um, you know, real grassy hay-like Virginias Mm -hmm. and things of that nature, burley sometimes, um, but you know, when we do get into the fall, I, I, I tend to start smoking oddly enough, more aromatic tobacco, just me personally. Um, you know, I'll, I'll occasionally even pull out an English blend, which, you know, I'm not a, not a huge Latakia smoker, but, right. um, you know, we'll do that occasionally just, um, with the fall season, it just kind of seems appropriate and makes me think more of the, um, you know, holidays and, you know, warmer, cozier settings and things of that nature. So, um, but, um, you know, I, I will say though, we, you know, during the summer months, especially July and August and the first part of September, um, you know, it's just really painfully slow at, at the pipe shop, you know, at the Squire, it, yeah. um, a lot of, a lot of folks during those really hot months kind of, uh, put their pipe away and, you know, are at, at home basking in their air conditioner and, um, you know, probably eating a whole bunch of ice cream or whatever. But um, here in, you know, the middle of September, going into late September, we'll, we'll start to see those pipe smokers kind of, you know, sticking their sticking their toe in the water a little bit and, and coming out a little more. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of those people that are a little more seasonal, they'll start to pick the pipe up a little more and um, and we'll see them coming around the shop. And, you know, of course, as a business owner, that's pretty encouraging so we yeah. uh we, we always love it when fall uh comes a little early <laughs> uh, summer summertime in jackson is so hot that even the potholes fill in yeah yeah that's yeah. that's exactly right and there's a lot of potholes so yeah. <laughs> loved loved your little presentation on all the potholes uh did you like that, oh, that i loved cute, it. it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah loved it um so and this is going to kind of lead into our main subject which we'll get into coming up but are you now in September starting to work on some holiday special releases and, and how do you get your mindset for that when you're still, you know, just by lifting your arm, you're, you know, dripping sweat. (laughs) Yeah, it is. You know, it's always strange to start planning for cold weather stuff when you're in the middle of, um, you know, really, really hot (laughs) environment. And we always are caught off guard by that because it's like we are, dying you know and it it is funny you you know kind of discussing earlier you know you open the window and you get this nice you know autumnal breeze or woman whatever coming through you know your your home there in 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 north carolina and like we just have no concept of that like it's you know it's going to be 95 today it's going to be brutal (laughs) i'm i'm listening to you like you jerk why do you have to bring that up but um you know so but this is the time we start we got to start thinking about our um, you know, our blends that, uh, you know, typically come out, um, you know, for the holidays and, uh, you know, we'll debut those, uh, typically at the beginning of, uh, November and, uh, and going to, you know, have some different, a little different lineup this year than we've had in the past. So that's kind of exciting, but, um, yeah, just, um, you know, uh, we have to start, you know, procuring tobacco for that. We like to blend it all early. So it's got time to marry up and, um, 
you know, and um, just the way we we particularly process our holiday blends, it's uh, good for um, you know us to have quite a bit of lead time on that. And um, and and then you know because we do so much of it, we've got to staff up and um, you know start packaging and coming up with you know getting all the supplies together to get this stuff out and that yeah. starts in august really you know and uh in september and um so it's just uh one of those things that we suck it up and are like all right well time to time to prep for the for the fall and for winter time and um and you hope it's uh you hope it comes early and you hope it's cold and the people pick their pipe up <laughs> <laughs> And if the season isn't tough enough right now, that this goes back to what we talked about last time when when you were on, where you you know, you you got all the trade show shipments that have arrived in what you bought all the stuff in July and then August it all showed up and now you're paying all those bills and your customers Ooh. aren't all quite back yet, but now you've got to start yep. finding stuff for the uh, for the fall seasonal holiday tobacco stuff too. That's right. Yeah. So it, it's a, you know, th- this time of year really does kind of put you in a lurch a little bit as far yeah. as, um, you know, getting things together because we do have, you know, a lot of, a lot of inventory that we continue to process from the, you know, the summer shows and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but, you know, we're excited because we're sitting on a lot of, a lot of cool pipes and cool pieces that, you know, we will kind of trickle out over the next few months and, um, you know, so it's something to really look forward to. We, you know, this time of year, start seeing people that when it gets a little nip in the air, wherever they're located, um, you know, if we've got a, got a customer who's in, um, you know, somewhere that has a little more moderate climate, you know, they'll, they'll feel that first little nip in the air and they'll think, eh, maybe, I, maybe I need a new pipe. Maybe, maybe <laughs> 2023 needs a new pipe, you know, and they'll wander over to our website and, you know, pick them something out. And that, that always makes us happy. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so, all right, while we, while we take a break here, y'all hop on, uh, hop on John David's website and cherry pick all the new pipes that are up there right now because <laughs> before they get bull rushed for the Christmas season. And, uh, we'll be back in just a minute. This is internet radio. Hi, I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell and deal. We know pipe smoking is a personal journey. That's why our small team of blending and production experts take a personal approach in every step, preparing tobacco products just for you. We source top quality leaf through the personal connections we've made around the world, hand blend that leaf, and carefully package each tin. Each product, from special releases like our small batch line to our most popular mixtures like Autumn Evening, are made right here in South Carolina by professionals dedicated to providing the finest of smoking experiences. Lighting up a pipe is an exploration through evolving flavors, thoughts, memories, and even dreams. From our hands to yours, Cornell and Deal tobaccos are your passport for that voyage, provided by people who, like you, value the journey. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show visiting with uh, the Country Squires, John David Cole. And, you know, I forgot to mention that we, uh, you know, this is the news from the Country Squire part of your, uh, you know, every couple of months, which is the most you can tolerate me. Uh, and I'm, I'm impressed you've signed up for it. So thank you very much. But <laughs> Man, thanks for putting up with me. I'm, I'm glad to be here. And um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's good to, it's good to be 
uh, semi-affiliated with a podcast that could <laughs> actually make it past 500 episodes. So that's, so that's, that's a good, that's a win for me. <laughs> let, let, let's just face it. You like this podcast cause you just kind of show up. I love it. Yep. Yeah. There's no prep involved. I just, I, I, you know, I could be in my bathrobe right now. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I don't know why it's hot there, but, um, I, I looked at my bathrobe <laughs> this morning and said, Oh, there you are. I remember you. Uh, oh yeah, let me knock <laughs> let me knock the dust off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so for the for this week, yes, we're celebrating the uh, you know, starting our 12th season, but this time you had a topic that you wanted to bring to discussion amongst the two of us and uh, you know, and the few and the 18 listeners that that I have still. Um Yeah. Yeah, so all right, what's your what's your subject? Introduce it, sir. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I was I was interested to get your take, Brian, on, um, you know, and it does dovetail with, you know, some of the things we just discussed in the last segment. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we seem to find ourselves as pipe smokers in the season of limited release. You you know, uh, so much of the tobacco that gets hyped up and gets consumed nowadays um, are these uh, these small batch limited release uh, blends and it's and it's not just from you know small time uh, you know art, artisanal blenders like you know the Country Squire or other brick and mortar shops that also have you know presences but but you know it's from Cornell and Deal and from Sutliff and um, even Mac Barron you know I mean you've got yeah. you know really um, big blue ribbon companies that it seems like man that's kind of that's kind of what they do now. What they come out with is is these small batch limited release uh, tobaccos, and um, they come. Everyone's fired up, and and then and then they're gone. And um, you know, I kind of there's a there's a fun aspect to that where I think pipe smokers get really excited by all those releases that come out over and over. Um, but then there's also a little bit of a exhaustion i think by the by the modern pipe smoker like you know is this a fad that we're going through is this something that is here to stay this concept of limited edition that hey you only get it once and then and then that's it um so you know i guess my question for you brian and you know is 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 this where is this what the future of of pipe tobacco manufacturing and blending is that what it, is this what the future looks like you know, are we kind of going to live in this, um, you know, this this haze of uh, of the limited edition small batch tobacco? Um, is that is that what the future looks like? And and do you think that's a good thing? So I I have thought about this, and I think I touched on it a little bit with uh, with Jeremy McKenna when he was on, and we talked about the uh, the pipe force stuff. Uh, yeah. which I got him to admit there might've been a little bit too little oxygen in the Sutliff office when he came up with that idea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I go all the way back into this industry back into the nineties when one of the fanciest cigars out was Macanudo vintages and they had like four years and yeah, they're like yeah. 85 and 81, 79 and the most expensive was blah, blah, blah. Which uh, one did Noah smoke on the Ark? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't around back then, but oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure uh, Moses had an H. Upman when he was crossing the Red Sea. 
It would have been an A. Chapman. That's yeah. definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, so I've looked at things and said, all right, you know, so this is basically, uh, this goes back to those times of vintage cigar releases or vintage wines. I, I think we really can blame the wine industry for it where, you know, there were certain vintages that were better than others. And yeah, sure. You know, people would kill for what I don't understand it. To me, it's all like bad grape juice, or you know. Uh, but <laughs> you know, uh, some of it gives me a bigger headache than others. Uh, but then, in the uh, when I started getting interested in bourbons and yeah. whiskeys and stuff like that, then you started seeing some of this small batch stuff. That was, you know, we put this batch aside eight years ago, nine years ago, and it's released, and and you know, you get, you know, we got X amount of bottles, and they'd write the numbers on the bottles. Yeah, and that was the hot thing to go get. Well, then it took about ten years for that to really hit the pipe tobacco world, because it seems yeah. like twenty. I don't know when, when. When do you think? When do you remember when the first time you saw a limited release tobacco was? Well, I mean, of course, we've always it, – it's like how do you define it, right? Because yeah. you've got examples like Christmas cheer, which technically was different every year, right? I mean, it's, yeah. you know, uh, Mike got this batch from this crop and this batch from this crop, and he might have treated this one a little differently than the other one and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, on average, those blends were in the same kind of neck of the woods, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've got now things like uh, – I, you know, I guess the first one that kind of comes to my mind would have been the, um, you know, the the Red Virginia that Sutliff comes out with every year. Not Sutliff. Um, Cornell and Deal. Cornell and Deal yeah. uh, comes out with every year. You know, it's been wildly successful. And it was like, oh, this, you know, it, and that would have been, gosh, that probably would have been, I don't know, 2016, 2017, uh, somewhere up in there. Yeah. Um, where, where folks were, you know, getting those and. It was like, oh, this is going to be an ongoing thing and wonder how long they'll do it. And, you know, here we are, uh, you know, uh, not quite a decade later. And, um, man, they're still still cranking it out. I think the, uh, you know, the the release that has the Perique in it of that is going to be Carolina Red Flake with Perique. I think will be coming out uh, here any day now. And so I am, um, I'm watching my know, I'm watching my emails waiting because I know I got to order I'm, my 10 that I'll be allowed to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're. <laughs> that's right. Me too. And uh, man, hoping we'll get a good stock of them so I can squirrel a couple away for myself. But, Maybe I'm. A, um, I'm going to introduce a tobacco and call it Pavlovs. Pavlovs. Yeah. And the minute to ring the bell, everybody starts salivating for it, and they buy it all, and then it goes away. <laughs> as long as it doesn't taste like the dog, I think you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but no, that's, but I. No, that's interesting. That's interesting because going back to my, going back to the Christmas cheer stuff, yeah, that was an annual yeah. release, and and here in here in the Charlotte area, we had McCraney's Red Ribbon, which was a single right. crop, but you never, yeah, they didn't put a number on how many tins there were, but if you ask them, they'd say, oh, we probably got another two thousand or whatever. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, you knew that was an annual release, and you knew that Christmas cheer once that year sold out, it sold out, and. Um, yeah, I, I never understood why a straight Virginia was called Christmas cheer. Cause it didn't smell like Christmas to me, but you know, uh, <laughs> I think so much of it and, and part of the Christmassy part of it was just the, the packaging, you know, and how yeah. beautifully, you know, 
choreographed the whole experience was of, you know, getting those around December and, you know, opening up the fancy unit package and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it was magic, but, um, but yeah, you know, I think, so those are kind of the precursors to this, but, but, you know, Christmas was always a good excuse for an annual release, mm-hmm. you know, and now we've got, um, you know, stuff, limited edition stuff coming out on Valentine's day and (laughs) uh, St. Patrick's day. Of course, you know, we've had that kind of stuff for a while too, I guess, but um, you know, Halloween stuff and, and, and then things that are just uh, not related to any holiday, but you know, a a company has uh, figured out, Oh, we can take this tobacco and we'll age it in a rum barrel and we'll call that a new blend. And it'll be kind of a, this limited edition thing. Um, so, over, so I, overarching, yeah. I have a love and hate relationship with these. And yeah. I love them because I think they're interesting. I think they allow a, a tobacco company to do a smaller run of stuff that might be interesting without, you know, without investing a whole bunch of money into, yeah, in, instead of buying 40 or 50,000 pounds of the components, they can, yeah, yeah if they're going to yeah. do 5,000 tins, that's, you know, that's, that's a thousand pounds of tobacco or whatever. I, I'm not doing math on this show. Never. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is. You know, it's not a big chunk of money and they can do something interesting and come out with it. And when it's gone, it's gone. But here's yeah. why I hate it. What happens if that's my next, you know, white whale, Holy grail, exactly. Nirvana right. blend. And I, I can yeah. only get 10. And and yeah. I don't know if I can get those, you know, I don't know it's that Nirvana blend until I buy the, you know, if I buy one or two and I get one and I really like it, well, then the next time I go to find it, it's on, you know, it's on somebody's used you know, secondary market website for <laughs> eight times the price. Yeah. And Steve, Steve Fallon selling it and buying a Rolex, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm at the age yeah. where blood, you know, plasma donations right now, they don't want my old blood. Yeah, <laughs> so. That's right. Um, so yeah, I really, you know, I hate it, but I also love them. Yeah. I I think that's the, the frustration is that you've got kind of old souls like me that are looking for just, we would be content with like the next Escudo, you know, or the next, uh, the next, uh, I don't know, Scottish blend mixture from Mac Baron or Orlick golden sliced or something. You're like, where, where's the next classic that's going to be a part of our rotation forever that we know we can get. And, um, you know, is something that, you know, my grandkids will be happy to smoke as well. And, and, and I think we're, I think we've eclipsed that, you know, I think, I think the ones that are there are kind of, kind of the ones that are there. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it just seems to be the nature of where the, you know, the big manufacturers have, have gone to. Um, and, um, and it's not necessarily bad. It's just, it's just different, you know? Um, like you said, it's one of those things where it's frustrating because you don't know if, um, you know, it's going to be the next big thing that, that just tickles your palate. Um, and if it is, then you, you know, scramble to go get you another 10 or 15 cans of it to, (laughs) to put away. Um, and uh, it's just, I don't know, it's the nature of where we're at. Yeah, or let, let's talk about the only person that's in this conversation right now being you that's guilty of doing that at a brick-and-mortar level with a certain blend called Fine Then. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> you know, when are you coming that's back exactly out with that? Right. I heard I heard yep. several people that got some and said, you know, that's really good, and they enjoyed it. When are you coming back out with it, huh? 
Yeah, we 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 would like to, you know, to be honest. And I, I do think this is actually it is related to the conversation because, you know, Fine then has Perique in it and Perique right now is really, really difficult to get our hands on. Yeah. And so, you know, it was one of those tobaccos where I think a, a lot of people would love to make tobacco more often, but, you know, or certain blends more often, but, you know, the ingredients are limited. It's, it's something that is difficult to procure. And, um, and so you're kind of married to whatever the supply is and, you know that you've got to come out with, you know, other tobaccos, other recipes that involve those same ingredients. And so you have to, you know, just kind of pick your battles. It's, um, it's, it's, it's hard to make those decisions. I wish we could come out with them all the time. And so, and, and maybe the big guys are making those big, those same decisions too. They probably are to some degree, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think we can also talk about a little bit about how, um, you know, you, you and I are a bit, we're, we're a bit different than most of our, than most of the show listeners and most of your customers at the store. Um, we have the ability to smoke a pipe all day long where we work and where we live. Right. Yep. You know? Yep. And, and for Which most, is pretty, it is so rare nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's seven of us in the country that can do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so nowadays most people, for most, uh, you know, for most people, the, you know, getting to enjoy the pipe is something that they do. I, I want to say, you know, three to five times a week, you know, when the weather's right and they get to sit down outside at the end of the day, or they've got a long drive and they light up in their car. Um, that's right. So for them, a special release 50 gram tin is going to last, you know, three, four five weeks. If that's all they smoke it, if that's all they smoke is that. Yeah. And and we have to acknowledge that, right? We've talked, I think we've even talked about it on your show before together. Like, you know, the, the, the market, the, the pipe smokers changed, you know, I mean, it's not the, we we don't see as much anymore. The guy that's buying, you know, his pound of, you know, lane LL seven and, and going through that in a week and a half, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the young professional that's balancing, you know, kids and a career and, you know, a hectic lifestyle that, can't smoke at work and so you know finally gets the children down on you know tuesday night and his wife lets him go sit on the patio for a little bit and smoke his um you know tin of pipe force that he just got from sutliff you know and (laughs) that's the that's the new pipe smoker you know that's the uh the pipe smoker that you know bought the um you know that is doing that very thing that uh, you know, smoking a nate king that they saved up for a long time for and you know they're they're not they're not pounding it every day and they're uh you know in their in their um you know just whatever pipe you know it's a <laughs> it's just a it's just a thoughtful breed of pipe smoker that we have and so in some ways this you know regime we find ourselves in with that it, it really lends itself to that because you know these are people that are not just eating pipe tobacco like it was you know 30 40 years ago <laughs> yeah all right, we're going to take a break right here because I, I was having so much fun. I let that run long, but we're, we're going to continue this after the break. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. For over 150 years, Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike. And our workshop too is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr., worked at Peterson for 53 years, 
and it's been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning, to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mila Folge, 100,000 welcomes, wherever you come from, whosoever you be. We're back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, visiting with Master of Pipes, John David Cole of the Country Squire, online Country Squire, Jackson, Mississippi, you know, home of the potholes. And uh, all right, so and and delicious and delicious tobacco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you ought to do a pothole tobacco. Or you, a pothole it, tobacco. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, folks. Um, you know, you, you have seen this firsthand, but you know, we take a lot of pride in our potholes in this city. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I've I've discussed before. You know, in in Jackson, the pothole is such a sacred you know, thing that at Christmas time, people go out and cultivate uh, gardens in them. You'll see poinsettias planted in the potholes. Uh, <laughs> folks will put small Christmas trees in the pothole and they'll even put like a, like a boat battery out there by the tree uh, so that it can have lights and, you know, parts that move and maybe a Santa Claus that is, is lit. And I mean, we, we really doll up our potholes, man. You know, I mean, you, you, you don't know how many tomatoes you can plant in a pothole. <laughs> uh, it's significant. <laughs> there, there's somewhere in there, there's a comment about your height and do you need a ladder to get in and out? But, um, uh, yeah, yeah. And the answer and some of them is is well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so just, I mean, just to some to kind of wrap up my my last you know my last comment with the uh, with the limited release stuff is yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it does help the uh, it helps the tobacco companies with especially with any regulations and stuff because they can just say all right you know if the if for some reason they get the the fda looks at pipe tobacco again which i've heard they're not going to really um yeah if they if they come in and say <laughs> I, I just made the sign of the cross by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you yeah well, let's let's pray that's the case <laughs> yeah um you know, if, if they come in and say, oh, you can't make that, that's not substantially equivalent to whatever, then the tobacco company can say, okay, well, I'm out. You know, I, I ran out anyway. Sorry. It was all I had. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, on the other side of it, I'm pissed because when I was introducing a new blend, when I was working for Peter Stokeby or for Sutliff and I had, and I wanted to introduce a new blend, it was a commitment because we had to run, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 pounds of it. And you were, I know, I know. you know, you had to put your, I, I'm, I'm going to be a little, uh, I'm going to be a little masculine, um, a little crude, crude here. here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you had to put your, you had to put your family jewels on the line when you were introducing something new because you were running yeah. 20,000 pounds of it. And that's right. It, yeah. There's too, it's too much. It's not a rounding error at that point. You know, it's too yeah. much to, um, you know, to just, just 
miss on or, or, or whiff on, you know, you've got to be pretty confident that this is going to be something that's got some staying power, you know, yeah. and, and then, and then develop the pipeline for those ingredients going forward. Right. And all the processing that takes place specifically for all that, you know, those individual leaves that have to be treated certain ways to make that blend. And, and so you're building that into your whole, um, you know, your whole operation and it's, uh, and, and, you know, now you just, ah, we'll take this tobacco and throw it in a barrel, you know, and it'll smell like peaches and people pay 10 bucks for that. Won't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, we're going to turn the barrel on its side and call it barrel sideways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I know, I yeah. know. But at the same time, some of those tobaccos have been fantastic. And so, you know, it's hard to say that, you know, it's a, it's a negative thing because it's, it's not, it, it's, it's just got its own charm. <laughs> there's a, uh, there's a schnapps that's popular in Denmark and it's primarily popular with the women, but I happen to like it the most. So, you know, draw from that conclusion, whatever you like. Well, we will. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but it's called Lina and they barrel it and then they put it on a ship and sail it down past the equator. Lina meaning line past the equator and turn around and bring it back. Oh, That's the only that and the blend. Yeah. That and the blend that they do is a little bit different than everything else. But Aquavit Lina goes below <laughs> the equator and comes back. So I want to come out with a line of Lina tobaccos that, you know, go past the equator and come back. <laughs> you, you know, you, you're a little closer to this, so you could do it. I couldn't easily, but um, you should just run one up near to the Mason Dixon line. You know, yeah. <laughs> wait, we could call it sweet or unsweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is, is, is it sweet or unsweet? Cause that's really the T line, you know, yeah. it's the, it's the, it's the sweeter, you know, sweeter, unsweet <laughs> <laughs> for a cool smoke. Try Arctic circle blend. It's gone up to the circle and come back. <laughs> I think you're onto something. I think the oxygen might be getting a little thin in here right now too. But <laughs> it might be, it might be. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, unfortunately and fortunately both, I think these limited releases are here to stay. Um, I think the new, the new pipe smoker enjoys them. I enjoy them and I also hate them. Um, you know, from a retailer standpoint, I would imagine you enjoy them because when you get them on in your website or in the store, there's a little bit of excitement. That's right. And, and, you know, so I do have to look at it through those lenses is that it's a, oh, it's exciting. It's something new and fresh. And, um, you know, and folks, people, you know, people have a, um, an interest in collecting these things, especially if they come out in series, you know, we talk about the pipe force things or the birds of the feather, or, you know, folks want, they're like Pokemon, you know, they, yeah. people want to collect all the little Pokemon. And so, you know, you've got to, you've got to get your whole series there together for your seller. And well, then, you know, you've got to get one of them and then put one back because you don't know, it might be really good in five years. And so <laughs> oh, all yeah. those, all those things go into it. And, um, you know, it's, uh, so yeah, from a retail standpoint, it's not a bad thing, but, um, you know, from a pipe smoker standpoint that, um, you know, maybe is just looking for the next, uh, you know, a scudo, it, uh, it, it can be a little exhausting. So it's kind of this, uh, kind of this love hate relationship that I've developed with it. Yeah. Or for a certain pipe smoker that's looking for his next Acadian ribbon. Cause I'm, you know, 15 years away from running out. Um, <laughs> well, you, you'll be, 
it'll be about time for you at, at, at that point, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, when I saw you at the Smitty cigar thing, I gave you a tin. Did you try it yet? I haven't. It's sitting in my desk, uh, staring at me and I keep looking for the exact time to, uh, to crack it open, but I have not done it yet. Yeah. And you didn't, you didn't see the note that I gave your lovely wife then that said, if he dies before opening this, please return to, <laughs> <laughs> You know, she did mention a, a note from you, and I should yeah. have been more suspicious about that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I really, looking back on it, that was probably something to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. And before we finish up, the next time I will see you will be in about, uh, well, at the time this goes out, about three and a half weeks in uh, yeah. lovely Las Vegas. And, uh, right. And thankfully, we get to see that wonderful display that uh, Quinn, the world's largest hobbit, has put together for you guys. Uh, <laughs> I think Quinn might be more of an elf. You know, he's just got that, got that, uh, that that makeup. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are so excited. Quinn uh, and I uh, are both going out to Las Vegas to join you at the um, Vegas Pipe Show this year, and um, and we're thrilled. We're really, really fired up about it. Yeah, and I'm uh, in the process of getting everything finalized and ready and get all getting all the orders in and uh putting the show floor map together. So, you know, we're uh, we're coming right up on it. Are you uh doing anything special for the Las Vegas International Pipe Show? Have you, I I'm just wondering if you've come up with like a um, a blue suede shoes blend or some limited <laughs> release? Something like that. No, we haven't haven't developed anything like that yet. But uh, we do. We have been known to have things up our sleeve uh, occasionally here and there. But um, so you never know what might develop between now and then. But we are getting pretty close on time. And my my hunch is that it'll just be us out there, um, you know, flying the country squire flag, um, you know, hanging out, doing some fellowshipping with our you know friends, and um, you know maybe making some. Uh, purchases for the store and for ourselves and things of that nature and um man we're just we're just looking forward to enjoying it i think it's going to be a great show um and uh you know something that it, as it continues to grow it'll be interesting to see where you where you take it you know i mean we want to be a, a part of that by continuing to come but you know the 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 pipe consumer is going to be the real um you know the real De, you know determining factor you know all the people coming to this how enthusiastic are, are they going to be are, are they going to come back next year and uh will that mean there will be more vendors and um you know all those kind of things it'll be it'll be neat to see where this where this goes you know over the next four or five years so um i don't know i, I I'd, I'd be interested to i wish i had a crystal ball you know yeah i wish i did too because this this year we actually over uh, our our target last year we did 79 it's 79 eight foot tables this yeah. year our budget target was for 91 and at the time of recording we had to cut it off because we didn't have any more room at 106 tables and wow. we have a waiting list of five different people that have asked for tables um so we're getting you know just a huge amount of support i i That's did great I said there would be no math, but it's over 840 feet of pipe and tobacco stuff on display in one room. Wow, that's great. Um, yeah. But here's the problem, and this is a problem that I don't think I've talked about. And you know, when you're when you're in Vegas, I want your opinion on this because because I want everybody's opinion. Um, 
there's only two other places in Las Vegas that are willing to allow us to smoke inside the show floor. <laughs> so I, I guess that was my question to yeah. some degree is like, you know, it, if this thing continues to grow, Brian, and you continue to, you know, the energy you and Dave are putting into this. And um, I mean, it's not like there's just, you know, even in a place like Las Vegas, it's not like there's, you know, just these, you know, huge, expansive, um, you know, convention halls that are willing to let people smoke there on site um, rather than the casino floor or, or whatever it might be. And so, you know, a, as it grows, kind of how does that how does that affect your ability to to produce this thing and to, um, you know, to continue to to go with the growth? Is that something you can even do or will it will it have to be something you think that in some sense has to stay a little more intimate because of the, you know, the logistical stuff you're up against? Yeah. Is it going to be more of a limited release show or or a wide open show? Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Uh, That's the scary question, because. Uh, in Las Vegas standards, the Palace Station is a small hotel with only 520 some odd rooms, and and they won't give us all the rooms. Uh, they maxed us out at 160 rooms in the room block on Friday and Saturday night, which is the weekend, which is their busy time. Sure. Um, and you know, at any moment, they could decide to remodel that ballroom area and say you know we're just not going to allow smoking in there anymore because it's too much to clean out before we have a uh, a wedding or a uh, last year when we got there there was a uh, there was a california policeman's association that was having a meeting there we walked <laughs> stuck my nose in the ballroom on like wednesday afternoon and there was all these cops <laughs> and i was like oops <laughs> Well, you think they would appreciate the the smoke, uh, you know, uh, yeah. the the residue that is left in there by by a bunch of pipe smokers? You know, the cops love cops love uh, they love the, the the pipe, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, they ask what's in it, but um, <laughs> right. But no, that's exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. So so going forward, yeah, I want to grow this. I want to make it. I want to make a large pipe show, you know, viable in the for the world and Las Vegas is perfect for it. Um, but there's some scary, you know, there's some scary things ahead that if we decide to move to one of the bigger locations, we may lose the smoking hotel rooms because there's very few hotels with smoking in them and with smoking hotel rooms anymore. Um, cost may go up. So I think, you know, this year, and next year, I think we're pretty good with the Palace Station. We'll just have to limit things and maybe modify things a little bit. But sure, yeah. well, and we do. I mean, to 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 give them some props. I mean, they have been you know super accommodating. I know to yeah. to you and to all the folks that have you know gone out there. Um, you know, and so kudos to them. I mean, for for doing everything they can to accommodate us. And and it's a great it's a great resort and. You know, casino, it's uh, convenient to a lot of things in Vegas. And so, you know, it's, uh, you know, we, we do want people to, to really support them and appreciate what they're doing for this show. And no, Brian, you're not paying me to say any of this, but <laughs> anyway, they've, they've oh, been great. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, you, you never know where this is going. And, you know, there are kind of analogs that we can look to. You can look to the big pipe shows and, you know, that take place in China. You can look to the big tobacco shows in Germany and, of course, yeah. the, the PCA show that you and I discussed the last time we were on the air together, 
um, you know, in Las Vegas as well. I mean, all these are smoking shows that involve that, but to some degree, they're also very different. You know, I mean, you've got um, in, in, in the PCA instance, you've got thousands of people coming to this event. They don't really have an expectation of being able to smoke in the rooms other that are there. Uh, but, you know, they are able to, you know, throw enough money around to be able to, you know, get a gigantic, you know, Sands Convention Center to, um, you know, to allow cigar smoking in there. And so, um, you know, will the, will the Vegas pipe show ever get that big? Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, it's, uh, we, we can dream, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I guess, I guess my only, you know, my only thing is, is that, yeah, I, and I've said this before to people, you know, if you get the opportunity, you really got to go and enjoy the moments because we don't know when those moments will be available again. That's um, right. Yeah. And if yeah. you're coming to the palace station, boy, be nice to everybody that works there and thank them. And you know, the, that goes a long way to them inviting us back again. So it does. Yeah, uh, it sure does. And that that's really true for anywhere that, you know, hosts some of these pipe gatherings. Cause you know, the folks, they do, they do bend over backwards for us. And, um, and frankly, just don't have to have to accommodate us. Uh, you know, we, we do in some sense need them a lot more than they need us. And, um, so we are are always grateful, you know, when they do, but I think it's a great venue and hopefully, um, you know, as the show continues to grow, they'll be able to continue to accommodate us for a while. But, um, I'd love to see it explode so much that we, that we have some of these issues, you know, it'd be great to, (laughs) it'd be great to have trouble figuring it out because, uh, Man, the crowds are so big. They all want to come see a, a podcaster that could actually, uh, you know, actually make it, you know, 550 episodes. So. 573. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, where else? Like, get the number right. Get the number right. Well, and at the same time, in one room while smoking your pipe, you can walk around, say hi to John David Cole, say hi to Jeremy Reeves, say hi to Eric Stokeby, say hi to his son, Max Stokeby, yeah. and say hi to... Uh, I, Jeremy McKenna, and I'm pretty sure I've got a yep. secret that I know that, um, I got, I got rumors that, uh, Perry Jensen's going to be in Vegas for the pipe show. Ooh. So you want to talk about some tobacco knowledge just in those people right cool. there. Yeah. That so. would be cool. I know we, I think we missed him at the Chicago show because, yeah. uh, he had an illness, but uh, I mean, it'd be great to see pair really would. Yeah. So anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. It'd be good to good to hang out with you and enjoy a pipe and and just take in all the all the glitter that uh, that Las Vegas has to offer and not all the glitter, just the appropriate glitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but, for, uh, man, for, I'm for, looking forward to it. For our wives listening, we're talking about pipe glitter. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about pipe glitter. Yeah, it's that that kind of glitter. It's the you know it's the it's the glamour of uh, of Las Vegas, and we'll. Brian, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, and and I challenge everybody to offer, you know, we have a cash bar in our smoking lounge, so please offer to buy John David a drink, and let's just see how snockered we can get him. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, the first few drinks I will probably not turn down, but but after that I may have to have Quinn put me on a, on a limit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in, in, in honor of, uh, Bo York, uh, JD, it's always good to hang out with you. Good to have you on the show, man. It's good to see you too, brother. <laughs> and we'll be back in just a minute. Take a look at your pipe rack. 
Are all those briars and mirrors constant companions in your rotation? Or are there some that you gravitate to more than others? Are there some that you simply don't smoke anymore? Through SmokingPipes.com's estate trade program, you can transform those underused pipes into immediate cash or store credit. Just send us your pipes and we'll unpack, inspect, and evaluate them based on extensive market research and over 20 years of experience. Then we'll contact you with a detailed offer for your choice of cash or store credit valid on any items in our vast selection of pipes, tobacco, cigars, and accessories. If you're not happy with our quote, we'll return your pipes free of charge to domestic addresses. It's that simple. Join the thousands of Smoking Pipes customers who have benefited from this program and start your trade today by contacting us at 888-366-0345. That's 888-366-0345. This is Internet Radio. And we are back. And, uh, yeah, make sure and check out uh, CountrySquireOnline.com for all those goodies. All right, for music, so I got an email uh, a week or so back from Dan Lockler, and Dan wrote, uh, just a heads up that this is the 50th anniversary of the death of the great Spanish cellist Pablo Casals. Uh, And Dan goes on to write... um, an intervate uh, pipe smoker and owner of a Sheraton summa cum laude pipe. I know you've played uh, pieces from his numerous recordings. It might be time to revisit his playing, such as with a movement from one of the Bach cello suites. So what you're about to hear is just a, a two-minute excerpt from a 30-minute video that's on YouTube, and we'll put a link in the show description down there so you can go watch the entire interview with it. But it's a, uh, this is a, uh, recorded in 1955. It's a very personal and, uh, you know, touching little movement of a piece that he said he always plays.
I do highly recommend you go check out the video. He's smoking a pipe through most of the interview, and then he just walks over to his cello and picks it up and plays that. Three little words. You've got mail. And remember, if you have a comment or question, you can email it directly to me, brian at pipesmagazine.com, B-R-I-A-N at pipesmagazine.com, or post it on the Pipes Magazine radio show page. Uh, and uh, we got a big mailbag to get caught up on, so here we go. Going back to two weeks ago with uh, Brandon on the show, uh, Dino writes, uh, Jeremy's explanation of citrusy tobacco is interesting and enlightening. He made perfect sense out of an often misunderstood tobacco taste characteristic. I completely agree with Brandon on the relationship between the craft of writing and editing with other physical crafts. You guys had a wonderful discussion of pipe smoking and the arts. Brandon is quite an erudite and philosophic soul for such a relatively young man. I wish him great success in his uh, pipe carving pursuits. I love Susan and Derek a great band producing great music as the uh, sages cautioned when you assume you make an ass of you and me thanks for another fun show dino you're welcome and on the counterpoint casey ghost says i had a lot of trouble getting into this show first pipe parts on what makes a tobacco have a citrus-like flavor was a little hard for me to follow it sounded like he was sort of saying lighter virginias convey this sensation but not always Sound of kind of odd, but then again, I have odd taste buds. Frankly, I've never gotten a citrus flavor out of a tobacco. I was somewhat put off by uh, Brandon Frady's involvement with pipes. He sounded like a personable person, but I kept thinking, what the hell is he doing on this show? Of course, we have to have newcomers to pipes, but I wasn't sure that a guy that was greener than grass filled the bill. Maybe I was just in a grumpy mood. Music was tolerable. Most folks make assumptions and then they treat them like they're the Ten Commandments. Oy vey. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, Andy SC 83 says, hi, Brian, good stuff from Jeremy as usual. Also really happy to hear from an up and coming pipe maker, but especially happy to hear from someone in South Carolina and so close to home. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Pipe IT says, does anyone know if he has a site up or Instagram account? Can't find anything under his name or pipeline. Hmm, would love to see his pipes. Well, the answer is he doesn't have it up yet. He's you know, still a little too new and, uh, and wisely not putting stuff up. But uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's making some interesting stuff. And then uh, going on to last week's show with Michael DiCuccio on, uh, Dino says, some good questions and cogent answers in the opening segment, mailbag ketchup. Uh, Michael was a fun guest. His history up to and including the development of Tinbids was quite interesting and revealing. It was a very lively conversation. Holocene by Bon Iver, bon Iver was lovely, both song and video. Good suggestion, James. 11 years, yikes. That's like 24 solid days of my life. <laughs> Thanks for filling those hours and with always entertaining shows, Dino. <laughs> You're welcome. And then Casey Ghost says, what a great show. I rarely comment on mailbag entries, but the first segment on the show was a decent group of questions by a lot of people who didn't normally comment. They had some good questions 
Uh, they had some good questions. During the regular segment, I have to question the wisdom of the writer who said it was a great show but only gave you two stars because the transition music really bothered him. Crap on a cracker, dude. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say Michael was an amazing guest. I don't know what rock you found him under, but he was an amazing guest. I'm hard-pressed to think of anyone of his approximate age who tags himself as a self-styled IT geek uh, who is so damn personable. Uh, I thought this show of 72 minutes would drag worse than a hound dog, but it flew by. I'm almost awestruck that he has 1,200 pipes. Why? Does he smoke a pipe once and then retire <laughs> Retire to bowl it? <laughs> um if he smokes one pipe per day, it'll take him three and a half years to complete the rotation. And he has a cellar to die for to boot. If he needs a phantom uncle to move in with him and his wife, I'm available. I haven't been on his site, but I believe I'll take a visit. I'm sure it took quite a bit of effort to create the website. I'm not surprised a bit in taking over four developers to create the site. Something a fairly com something as fairly complex as a website really takes some studying to do, and you have to really uh, you have to re find really talented developers to do it. Thank God he had the experienced guy the experienced guy to say, "Screw it, we're launching." Uh, your actual date of your 11th anniversary will be September 20th. And everyone was enjoyable, and everyone was enjoyable, including the early ones. Dino, you must have the taste of a true epicure because you like everything. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Uh, and then uh, finally, Andy SC83 says, Hi, Brian, another great show, and it was great to hear the origin story of tin bids. I appreciate Michael's site as it has helped me snag a few more tins of Drew Estate's Gatsby Luxury Flake at a decent price. So there you go. All right. And again, I'm going to start stockpiling some uh, other emails and stuff for future episodes, especially as I've got uh, the travel dates coming up for the Las Vegas International Pipe Show. Uh, comments, questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Uh, pipe show related stuff is all there at vegaspipeshow.com. And in just a moment, a rave. Missouri Meerschaum Company has been continuously handcrafting authentic corncob pipes in the USA for over 150 years. They carry over 55 styles of cool smoking corncob pipes, colonial area clay pipes, and affordable hardwood pipes. From exciting new pipe and tobacco releases to accessories and more, Missouri Meerschaum Company is a must-see at www.corncobpipe.com. Missouri Meerschaum Company, authentically original, authentically you. Excuse me, Mr. Collins, but the show is starting. They, they need you on stage. Just one minute there, Charlie. I'm placing a bid for this great item on 10bids.com. Ever heard of them? Oh, sure. The Pipe Collector's Auction site. Well, I just sold some nice things on there myself. Say, you don't see much of that anymore. Yes, you sure don't, Charlie. But 10bids.com sure has it. They have vintage and luxury tobaccos, pipes... Accessories? You name it. Tom, baby, we need you on stage. Okay, Ed. Uh, Charlie, take over for me, would you please? You got it, boss. Visit tinbids.com, the pipe collector's auction site, and sign up for free today. Hey, uh, Mr. Collins, you won!
Cowboy. Cowboy. So, as we kick off the 12th year, let me remind you, well, let me remind me of a few things. One, thank you to all of you who listen every week. Thank you very much. Without you, the show would be absolutely nothing. Uh, Thank you to those that comment on a regular basis, Uh, in particular, Dino and uh, Casey Ghost. You know, your comments and your activity with the show mean more than anything thank you to those that email in to me and send me all those messages all through the week uh you know when you see me at a pipe show please come up say hello thank you very much to those that do it really means a lot you know a lot of times i'm just sitting here at home and it's uh you know i'm working on the show it's either late at night or early in the morning and i'm by myself and i don't really uh you know it's important and it really does help me when i put a face with names and names with faces and just know from you listeners that you're out there uh thank you to uh kevin godby for tolerating me for all this year all these years i think i might be kevin's longest relationship it's quite possible um although laurie's trying to catch up but she can't so haha um you know and uh, thanks again to uh to my wife for tolerating me and uh you know allowing this schedule to happen but and then the, to the advertisers and the sponsors of the show, of course, without you guys, you know, we wouldn't be able to afford to host all the data that we've got hosted, keep all these episodes available, uh, upgrade the player interface and make all 500 and now 75 shows available to be played on, on uh, PipesMagazine.com. And it's with that, with that support that means the most. So, you know, if you're making a purchase... Yeah, think about our sponsors, please. They uh, they do support the show year in year out, every episode. So thank you all. And uh, you know, yeah, that just wraps up. You know, that that's just my reminder to be thankful for the position that I'm in, to be able to come into your head once a week and talk about pipes and pipe tobacco and all the stuff that we love. So, with that, thanks to John David Cole for joining me. Seriously, thank you all for tuning in. And until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy Hey, Bo York. That was two edits. Only two edits.